they're not exactly trying to hit my mark. Is but they're they're in your family in essence. They're in that they're in my lane. Yeah. So I don't. It wouldn't necessarily be a smart business move to say let's you know team up. Might be smart to buy them. If there you go. There, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong end of the thing. Um, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, Phil Better, your host for this amazing podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, a founder, actually, of a new streaming service called Sonder Blue. Her name is Hope Cochran. Um, we're going to just jump right into it. It's an amazing um podcast and at the end of the episode i have some great news for you so uh without further ado give it a listen so hope um you started in a crazy business i'm guessing you started this year no no no, oh. no. this is this has been a journey okay so first of all before we do anything okay introduce yourself so that people know who the heck i'm talking to because i just jumped in <laughs> Last time I did it, we were 15 minutes in before I even remembered that the person had to introduce himself. So before we get 15 minutes in, I'm going to let you introduce that, yourself. That is, that would be a problem. So my name is Hope Cochran. I'm the founder and CEO of Sonder Blue. Um, Sonder Blue is, our, our moniker is not just a streaming platform because what, what, what we did or what I did was I really looked at how are people watching and enjoying film today? Not just as they're watching the films, but around the social experience around the films. And I built a platform to reflect that experience, right? Like when you think about um, early 2000s or before, there was a cultural phenomena around watching films and going to see films, right? Like, you might, hey, let's go see a movie. Or blah, blah. So and then you go, okay, then you might all look in the paper and in the early net, you might look on a couple of spots that had, had the times posted. Yeah. Then you might decide, oh, I'm going to watch dinner, have dinner or whatever the case may be, whatever your traditions were. You'd go watch that film with your friends and then maybe you'd say, okay, let's, let's hit this spot. Let's do this. Let's do that. And in the meantime, you've got the film running in the background. You might be talking about a character. You might be acting. So I said, where's where is this experience? Where is this experience in the digital space? It doesn't exist. No. So I wanted to, I, I, spent, I spent literally um, about a year and a half just learning about how we enjoy film today. Wow. That's insane. The simple <laughs> fact that you took a year and a half to figure out uh, not just figure out, but understand the way society now looks at the movie going experience. Cause, yeah. and especially now with COVID. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. I, I can't believe how genius this was coming out. Like I thought you only came out with it like cause of COVID, but understanding that you've been doing it for at least a year and a half, building this baby, this beautiful, amazing oh, thing. Absolutely. And you want to know what's funny when I went to investors, this is a hundred percent self-funded. When oh, I went to investors, they were like, no, we, no, one, no one's going to be interested in this. No, no one's going to be. And when COVID hit, I'll never forget, it was maybe for three days, my phone wouldn't stop ringing. My email was blowing up. Is it ready? You've got it. Can we see it? Because I, I mean, I have some alpha testers and I'm like, no, we got to get, because you, you know, there's, a, there's relationships with filmmakers and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, working with my development team said, maybe we can put a little, but it was crazy because it's not just watching films with your friends. It's an experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is the best time for you to have launched because (laughs) everybody's stuck at home. No one can go to the movies. Hello. Hello. Like this is genius. And like, I want to know, like, like for me, it, it, for me, it feels like a blockbuster event. Like it, it's going back to the blockbuster movie, you know, walking yeah. in, hoping you get the block, but it's there that like the one yeah. DVD that just got released and you're hoping it's one exactly. left. But th- <laughs> exactly. This is your guaranteed because it's online. It's there forever. You know, it's taking yeah. like, that's the thing Netflix missed. Like Netflix didn't have that social connection that Sonder Blue did. I don't think that they missed it. I don't think it was, you have to think about when they began. Yeah. 
there was no one like Netflix. No one was doing Netflix. And then people was like, oh. And then honestly, the reason why the the big dogs, the Sonys and the, the Warner Brothers got in on it is because they were like, wait a minute, we're licensing all of this to Netflix. To Netflix. They're making this much. Well, we need to, we've got our own car. Why are we licensing to that? Why don't we do the same thing? And so it was clear that that was going to happen, right? Because now Netflix is not the only dog in town. Like, no. it's, it's a lot. The problem, though, for the consumer is we get nickeled and dimed to death. And the experience is exactly the same, you yeah. know? Whether I'm watching something, and I have everything, whether I'm watching something on HBO Max or I'm watching Netflix, I still pay for it. And I still, and the experience is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The only thing is the content. The content's the exactly. only thing different. Exactly. And you're still trying to, and we still have, we're still, it's, what's interesting is people still reach for those traditions during the movie mm-hmm. and after the movie. Do you, know people, do you know how many people call me, what are you watching? Like, <laughs> just to ask me what I'm watching. I have, to simply understand that, there are thousands upon thousands of podcasts about on one top on one movie sometimes or on one tv show so if if this is like obviously this is a a niche not even a niche this is a need for people to have because if i want to share like what movie i'm watching with my friends or like if i'm doing a lot like let's say a youtuber movie reviewer youtuber can use this platform and at the same time, all his fans can come on with, come to it exactly. and they can watch it together and they can have that like live experience. Like, oh, wow, I'm watching a movie with Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> and it's not one, what's interesting is it's not one type of discovery. Like you can discover films in a lot of different ways on this platform. And we, that's what we're priding ourselves on. When we, we began the alpha testing that was the piece that people gravitated towards. Like, cause I'll tell you when I started, it was really, really simple. I just wanted to watch films with you. That was like mm-hmm. the simplest version. And then when you really dig deep, I'm like, oh no, it's, it, there's so much more here. There are layers here. Some people love and miss the social experience like they had with IMDB, right? Yeah. And then they, 250 million people lost a place to go. And now you, you have them in all of these small groups all over social media right Mm -hmm. some people they don't they're not interested in that they want to talk to their friends you know um some people they're more private you know so there were so many ways to discover film and we melded that into this platform so whether you're that social beast wants to socialize and and discover films that way or you want an in a recommendation over here individually or there are a lot of other experiences you can have on the platform. That's what this platform is here for. Um, and we do it on the, the, one of the things, the niches that we saw was, wait a minute, no one's taking care of the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So on our platform, we help independent filmmakers be discovered. That's the, that's, you know, like we're like, we want you, we, we, in fact, our business model is designed around helping independent filmmakers be successful. That's yeah. the, that's built into our business model. So I'm getting very quibby type vibes that recently <laughs> just crashed and burned. And obviously yours isn't because Quibi didn't understand the market and you seem to have understood. Quibi was your, crazy. It was. I, it, I, I do this thing called the postmortem. Like anytime, whether a business, I, I sit down and I look at businesses and I go, okay, why do I think this is a success? Why do I think it's going to fail? When I saw Quibi, I literally just took the, I, t- I said, I looked at the commercial and went, it's not going to go very far. And then I said, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's you. And I sat back and I thought about it and I looked at, you know, what they were doing. And I was like, six months. <laughs> that was my attitude, six months. Yeah. Um, it was like they, it, it was, it, it was, there's this, um, sometimes in the film business, I hate to say this about Quibi, but it's, it's genuinely how I feel. 
sometimes in the the um, movie business, people need a tax incentive, so they'll dump movie money into a film. I felt like someone needed to get rid of money, and then said, well, let's put it, let's put it in, because think about it. The films are, what, 10 minutes in length? Yeah, and That's you're paying... Odd you're paying multi-millionaire actors or actresses to be in it and when all they have to do is hit pause like you know what i mean like hit pause or you can download it and you can watch it like no one thought about that when they were doing it i'm sorry first off there is something called youtube and i can guarantee you there's at least a dozen people on youtube that would take a fraction of what they paid the celebrities And make exactly. even better work. Exactly, and it's it's it, you know I'm not knocking the the um, the idea. The I'm idea not, for well, Quibi no, was great. The idea for not to me. I don't think the idea was very. Um, I think it was. I think it was. Look, Quibi, Quibi was a learning experience for a lot of people. Right. Either who are in on it, who were there, they got firsthand burnt, mm-hmm. but they also got to learn. Or the people watching goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Definitely not going to do what Kubi did because they they didn't figure the market properly. They just thought, oh, we'll just make a streaming platform. Like you, exactly. You went. You had a problem that you wanted. You wanted the early nine, late '90s, early 2000s experience again, but we can't have it because the world is different. Right. So you figured out a way. You built this beautiful platform. So that you could have enjoyment. In right. essence, you made it for you. Exactly. And the culture has changed. Mm-hmm. The culture around film has changed. But nothing around it has changed. And no one has looked at the culture. And so that's the problem. There's a real problem to be solved there. Um, you can go, I mean, you can go on any social media platform. And look at all the different kinds of groups that are forming because they're trying to solve a problem, yep. you know? And so it's, it, you know, part of building this platform was problem solving. You know, how do I create that experience here? You know, how do I create that, this experience now and then elevate it later, right? Yeah. When you're self-funded, you kind of have to back off of certain things and decide what what things are going to happen down the line what are more important that we need to get down now and what can exactly. we what, what what we plan for and start implementing slowly exactly exactly look at so me I'm a, I, I didn't even go to business school and i know stuff listen <laughs> <laughs> my my grandpa was a plumber that's that's what that came so i i i learned from my family very entrepreneurial but yeah exactly we have, and, and I think that when, I mean, first of all, I love film. My mother loves film. You know, we, we I, I have so many, mem- when I think about my memories around film. Oh, I just get happy. Yeah. Like I, I'm just like a, a, a schoolgirl. I'm like, giddy as a schoolgirl. That's what I'm on prom night. And they're all social experiences. Mm-hmm. They're all, it's not just, it's like I was challenging my mom. I remember when I was telling, first telling her about the platform, she goes, I prefer to sit in the dark and watch a movie by myself. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I, I, I mean, I've been beside you. There's 95 questions before I even start the movie. And we talk about, my mother and I will talk about a film before it starts, what we think it's going to be like. Then we watch it and then we talk about it afterwards. And it's like, oh, God. And my mother's a therapist. So oh God. <laughs> there have been films that we've watched and I've had like little therapy sessions. <laughs> Like the mom stops it. Do you understand what she did wrong? How she didn't <laughs> properly communicate her needs and wants to her partner. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I didn't mean partner, but it's because I just finished guessing on a, a dating pod, podcast. Um, so I'm in that, <laughs> that, that mentality right now. I apologize. That's okay. I remember seeing, um, I remember the first, she, she sat me down and we decided to watch Silence of the Lamb. Like, I'm oh, dear God. God. <laughs> I, I know, right? Yeah, and that's not a heavy I, movie at all to watch with your mom, who's a therapist. I, know. I was like, oh, but she prepared me for it. <laughs> then we watched it. And then we talked about it afterwards because she wanted to make sure I was okay. <laughs> and Question, I, how old were you when you watched this movie? 
Mm, I might have been 12. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was probably around the same age, but my dad didn't prepare me to watch the movie. He's like, here, watch this movie. Have fun. Walked away. Yeah. Nightmares yeah. for the rest of my life. Right. It's just, there's an experience there, whether that, that you don't necessarily have, you know, mm. like I remember when I'm, I, I had a broken heart and my, a, a guy had kind of stomped in my heart. <clears throat> my mom took me to the movie perfect cure she took me to a movie to help me with my broken heart and i was like uh which i don't think she even remembers like she did she we go through this all remember what you did she goes no i don't remember i'm like okay i mean i know moms remember the weirdest things like stuff that are important to you like that memory of her taking you but then like something that happened 30 years ago that you weren't even conscious of because you were a five-year-old child they're like do you remember when you did that and you're like when did that happen when you were five years old? That it's like, yeah, that registered mom. That, that'll be sure. there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'll remember so, yeah, it now. Right. So we still have, we, we still, that was a challenge for me. If you, how do you make new memories in this world and the way, the way film is set up today? Yeah. I have so many thousands of questions because this is this is something I've never talked to anybody about. I've never I've talked to people who have started their own online business, either coaching or selling products, but I've never talked to someone who pretty much has created a SaaS, a service as a a, a system as a service or something. I don't know what a SaaS. I know what you mean. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. She said it. She knows what, but I've never met. And I've always been interested because I want to do something for podcasters. Like I'm a, I'm a huge podcaster. I wouldn't be able to do what you did. Cause I have no idea the technical know-how, mm-hmm. how you like the idea coming up with it. Genius. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were able to implement it and you were fully self-funded. First mm-hmm. of all is mind boggling. Amazing. Um, well, I had to learn. Like, I know. I, I had to. I didn't. I don't come from a technical background. The, so, I was going to ask that. Like, wh- like the background you come from is it like IT or is it like just? I come from. I come from business development. I'm the person who goes. I need relationships to create business. Okay, let me go make some relationships for you. Like I'm that. I'm that person. Um, but I'm also an actor. Like I went to actor studio, and you know. I only started do I was in the business world to support my creative endeavors, right? Yeah. So to me, this was a natural next step. Like how do you merge of your things that you love? I love performing, I love acting, I love singing. It's it's actually where I started in life and I actually went to business school when I was in, in <laughs> when I was a teenager, which interestingly enough. And I thought this, this is it, you know, because I can see there's a need for it. People, there was one woman, I, I did a, a, a demo, a live demo. And this, well, two, two stories. I did a live demo. And this, this woman walked up to me almost in tears. And she said, I have not had, she started telling me about film with her mother, similar to, to me. And she was mm. in, like almost in tears. And she was like, can I, can I do this with my mom? Is it that simple? Because technology sometimes yeah. it feels like, and I said, it's as simple as pie. And that's exactly what, how I designed it. I designed it to be extremely easy to engage with. Yeah. And um, I met another a guy who was like, man, my brother and I used to watch football together. And he, we haven't had seen a game together in, you know, 10 years or whatever it was, can we do games on here too? And that kind of got my brain taking on. They're like, oh, maybe we can do a sports version of this as well. Yes. You already have the program. It works. I pretty, I, I, I was, I was, I'm like, as I'm about to say, I'm like, she probably always has this already done because you have everything you need already built. Right. The UI design is slightly different. Yeah. And the, you know, we're, we're that's another thing that we're working mm-hmm. out as a, as a, because it's an organic pivot. It's already yeah. there. so It's just yeah. cutting the hair a different way instead of the way it's currently cut. Now, my question is, okay, because it's using movies, and obviously you have a, you're, you have a film festival coming, coming from this, I saw. Yes, yes. Is, it's still have, ongoing? Good, okay. We are, we're, yes. 
Okay. I just didn't want to be like, so you have a film thing. And then you're like, no, no, we don't. No, it's part to... of our launch. Oh, it's, it's part of the launch. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're in the pre-launch right now. You're just trying to get as many people on. Um, so business development, you're in the acting world. The movies that you have, like, are the movies straight on it? Or is it, if I pick a movie, I can connect it with my, the Sonar Blue. No, it's on the plat. It's on the platform. Okay. It's on the platform. So there are two sides to the platform. Okay. If you, you, there's the film behind our paywall and those are all independent films, right? We, and we work on driving traffic towards those films. Of course. Um, it seems, it seems of course, but believe it or not, like independent filmmakers are not making money because people put them, if you go on almost any platform, they'll take a cut from what you see. So for example, you put it on Prime, they'll take 30%, but they're not marketing, they're not helping you grow, they're not helping you get, it's just not part of what they do. That's part of our business model. So we have our films behind our film, our our, um, paywall. paywall, And we work with the filmmakers. And so we were kind of doing a, a split on that. And then there's the social side. Seriously, like my cat just decided it wanted to eat a piece of chicken. Anyway. <laughs> Smart cat. Yeah. And then there's a the social side and we don't charge for the social side. Um, for the social side, that's where you get to engage with filmmakers. That's where you get to make all of these discoveries. You can have a real social experience. Remember what how Films are not just about what you're watching. It's about the entire experience. So we have the social experience. And that social experience includes films that are not on our platform as much as they're on our platform, right? Very smart. So you work with uh, independent filmmakers. I'm guessing you also work with some of the bigger guys as well because you do have some of the bigger movies it looks like. Mm-hmm. on your on your platform uh, the reaching out to the independent filmmakers how is that like how did like i'm just so i just want to know how like how did you make these connections did you just so hungry i'm gonna tell you independent filmmakers are hungry and they should be mm-hmm. there's more content being produced because a it's cheaper to produce it than it's ever been um and you can produce really high quality films and not spend multi multi millions of dollars right but then once it's done now what now what the, the traditional route is you enter a film festival and a distributor picks you up and you so may get to, somewhere right but the vast majority of those films they don't get picked up so then what so I've, I've met filmmakers who have masterpieces just sitting in their closet. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so it, it, it's, it's my mission with, with regards to the filmmakers is we are going to partner to make, your, make, make you and your film a brand versus just... Use your brand for our game. Exactly. So you're right now, so right now I love everything about what you're saying because it it resonates with me. It's value-based. Right. I'm providing you with value. So you're providing me as the moviegoer experience. You're providing me access to these filmmakers, but also the aspect of uh, the chance to watch these movies with my friends and family and communicate with them while we watch it, even though we may be in two different locations, which as a consumer, amazing. It's a great thing, especially if we have another situation like COVID because the right. platforms that are currently out there aren't, I have to text. I don't want to text while I'm watching the movie, but right. I can interact on this, on your app while right. watching the movie. And there are things that we're building in that you can do even while you're watching. Like just like those. I'm, I'm guessing you guys are planning on introducing Chromecast, I'm guessing, and Apple casting and that. Yes. Eventually, I'm guessing it's down the well, road. On, we're on all the major platforms. Okay. So we're on your television. We're on your mobile device. We're oh, on shit. your tablet. Okay. Everywhere. Wow. Like that, that, now that, that's a whole bunch of questions I have. Like how getting into that. Like, okay, first off, how big is your team? <laughs> you want, okay. 
I know you, it started off, ooh, sh- the glasses just came off, folks. We're getting really ready here. We're going to get breakdown business now. Right. So let me, let me tell you how I came up, I developed my team. Mm-hmm. I made, um, I'm an African-American woman. Yes. And unfortunately, we don't get investment opportunities. We just don't. Like women get um, five cents on the dollar. Black women get about five, a percentage of that 5%. It's a very, very small. When like bullshit, I, that's what it is. It is. But when you realize, when you can adjust and go, well, no one's coming. No one is coming. If you really want to build this, you have to build it. But there are people out there with immense talent who are not being recognized. And those are the people I went after. And I decided, and I decided from the top down, we were going to represent something, diversity and inclusion. My CFO is a a lesbian. My, I have the, 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 uh, my partner in building the platform is a woman. You don't, I do now. It's not necessarily easy to find a woman. Every, or we don't know how to, you know, we don't have women who, who are in develop, who develop applications and apps and like, Okay, well, I found one. Yeah. So the person developing my application, a woman. Awesome. Um, we have Latino. We have um, a couple of Caucasians. So we, and it's a small team. It's a very, very small team. I do much of the work myself because I can't ask people to, to lift, to do that heavy lifting. And I also want to understand and know my people, uh, the people I'm trying to touch on a daily basis. So because a lot of critical decisions like marketing has to go, I want to, I know who you are and I know how to speak to you. So a lot of those decisions filter through me mm-hmm. um, as it should be in a startup. Yeah, but in yeah. terms of how I've developed my team, that's how it's been done. So on the development side, we have uh, one, two, three, we have six people on the development side, just developing it full time. Um, we have so it's about two, six, seven, eight, nine people. Nice, it's great. Like, look, I'm, I'm. You went on a huge friggin' risk. Like, my risk is I'm starting another podcast. That's my big risk. It's costing <laughs> me fifty bucks. That's my big risk. It's a fifty dollar investment. That's every month. You, on the other hand, went out and was like, "Screw this shit. I'm going to do it myself." You, exactly. You risked it. You, you're employing nine people okay. that all have the same vision and values that you do and you're bringing value to not only the consumer but also the supplier of the this image the the, your 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 goods in essence and you're like look i'm putting your stuff in front of people people are getting new content that's amazing i'll make a small portion out of it everyone wins instead of you know how the bigger previous companies were like i don't really care like netflix is kind of doing it by like investing in locations Mm-hmm. what they're, well, they're doing they're different like they have i was talking to my mom about this um one of our favorite uh comedy shows were was uh canceled on netflix and i was like netflix has no loyalty mm-hmm. you know like they'll develop a great show like i i just got finished watching the marvel universe on netflix i'm like this was so good don't even get and, me started on that man. and they ju- i'm like what are you doing where's the loyalty like where's the loyalty and so there, yes, they invest in things like locations and things like that. But I think one of the things you'll find is that a lot of, a lot of people um, who have Netflix for the long haul feel like, well, you're not loyal to me. Mm-hmm. You're not loyal to, you're not working to keep me. It's about build, making the, the library bigger, 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 and bigger. But once you have me, and that's because they want subscribers. That's how they make their money. Yeah. But once you have me, you're not worried about keeping me. And that's, that's, that's what it feels like. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's what it feels like. Oh, I, I fully agree with you. Um, I think their biggest thing was when they went after the VPNs and stopped <laughs> some of the VPNs from being able to be accessed on their website. Mm-hmm. That was the, personally the stupidest move because unfortunately, yes, I understand copyright laws and each country has their rights, but like, give me access to frigging anything I want. Like it's the 21st well, century. They actually, no, there's a, there's a reason for that. And what they did was, was 
very smart to do that, which as a consumer, and I, I remember my mom, because my mom uses a VPN and she was mad. Yeah. And I was explaining to her, A, how you can get around it. But yeah. B, <laughs> there are ways. <laughs> but B, that you, when things are geo-blocked, they may not have, like, for example, they may not have the rights mm-hmm. to something here, but they have the rights to it here. And if they're openly allowing you access over here, they get fined, they yeah. get food, they have to pay for that. So from that perspective, they're correct. Like they, they, oh, I, I, I fully the understand. Know that. The consumer doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, dude. Now, I mean, granted, <laughs> not to be funny about it, but people get around it all the time anyway. And so you hmm. could adopt the philosophy of, well, people are going to do it. But yeah, but somebody's going to make you pay for it. And that's, yeah. that's really where it's at with that. So like I used to work at a television uh, service provider. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the rights and all that from a business aspect, I understand it. And I didn't understand why, why do I have to buy eight channels when I only want to watch one? Well, it's because that one channel you're watching is actually supporting those other five channels or eight channels. So like, I never understood that before I was working for the industry. And I understand why Netflix has a geo block because they don't have the rights. I get that. I know that, but as a consumer, I'm looking at it like when we're not in where it takes me three years to travel somewhere. Like mm-hmm. if I wanted something instantaneous, so like these, the, the, the old way of thinking, I'm guessing like the mm-hmm. rights and like or the distribution rights and all that, that, that model needs to change. Now you're sitting in, now you're in my world. Yes. Now you're understanding why everything has to change and people are kind of, people are not thinking that way yet. We're starting to think that way. We're mm-hmm. starting to understand, wait a minute, maybe geo-blocking doesn't work. I'll give you a great example. Um, there was a show that came out a few years ago at, with an actor named David Tennant. I happen to really love him. Oh, I love Tennant. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's awesome. Yeah. And he's then, not my favorite doctor, though. Unfortunately, Eccleston is my favorite doctor. I'm I, liking the new one. I was all for it. I was like, hey, we got a girl up. We oh, got a woman up in here. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, sorry, we're beelining here but we're <laughs> cinephiles leave us alone um I, I i fully support like changing it to a woman i don't really fuck i don't care who's playing it as long as they play it a good character she's done a great job and then they did last year two doctor who's in a season like this thing mm. the one doc it was really Peter, was it uh Scaldaldi, the previous doctor and her oh or? no 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 it, i think her name the actor's name is judy something okay and they had an episode where she met herself, but she was another, it was, she was also Doctor Who, but it was oh, a black so it's, woman, but it was a black woman. It was, I was like, oh yeah, it was actually really, really good. You have to, if you have, go back I'm going to, to I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm a, I love Doctor Who, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but this is what I, I like. Like a lot of people are entrenched with the old way. Like people are like, after 2020 COVID's going to end. They're like, oh, we're going to go back to the way life was. No, we're no, not. No, we're not. No, we're not. But that was going to get to the point that I was making about David Tennant. He he did a remake of his own show in America. And anyone who had seen it in the UK was like, why do I need an American version? Like, why do we need... we Because people here have watched it over there. So why are you... It's not like it was, you know... 18 years ago when they remade the ring mm-hmm. who's like oh there's a there's a japanese ring i'm gonna go watch that like people unless you're bringing something brand new like yeah. why even make a remake why why you know it's like no one no one people are gonna look at the original mm-hmm. and people know the original so we we're wrestling with there's a lot of things that that and i don't think i'm the only one i think there are people thinking about this I don't think it's a status quo thinking about it because why do they need to think about it? But I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm certain there are other people thinking about it as well. I, I have a feeling that our generation, cause I feel like we're probably an, the millennial we're, we are in the millennial generation. I'm probably near closer to Gen Z than you are. Um, but I feel like the, 
later Gen Zs, like the ones that are closer to the millennials and the millennials are thinking that the, the way the world was being done isn't how it's going to be. Exactly. Because I remember growing up being told by my math teacher that I, no one's going to have a, uh, a calculator in their pocket. I have enough computing power in my phone to land on on the moon. Um, yes, it's more than what they used to land. Yeah, it's more. Like it's the the calculator is now an abacus compared to what I have in my pocket. Like if you ask me to figure out physics, I'm like Siri, figure out physics, and Siri's exactly. gonna fizz out physics for me. I don't have to do the math anymore. And it you know? used to be that 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 phone used to be a building. building yeah, that's what it was. It's insane, um, but. Like, this is what it is. Like, people aren't looking to the future. They're only looking at, like, what can I do right now? And I think that's limiting a lot of people because they're not looking into the future anymore. They're not looking at the long term because they're so concentrated on the short term gains. I think, I, I think, I think that's, uh, I don't know if I entirely agree with that. I think it's not that we're looking to the future. It's how we're looking to the future. Okay, yeah. And it's, and it's who has the power to shape the future, right? So let's look at this, just take a look at the fact that Marvel and Sony, and I think what's the third studio in that mix? All, all Fox. Fox. They're kind of one company now. They're working together, they're not even in mm. competition. They decided. We, this is, you know, we need to come together. Well, and- Fox really didn't have a choice. They were bought. <laughs> well, this is true. But the point is. But they were the- working all together beforehand, especially Sony, because Sony screwed up. Exactly. But so now, often. so now you have, instead of having multiple people owning all these licenses, the game became, let's own as much license as we can so we can own this. And we can dictate the terms. So that's one way of forging into the future. But that leaves you and me kind of powerless to, to say, wait a minute, that's not where we, we want to go or how we want to move. And so that's why it takes uh, a decision like mine to say, I'm just going to do it. Because, you know, you're never going to. Because in some ways, it may even be against some people's interest to do it, right? Yeah. But we would, you know, I've spoken to hundreds of people. I've shared this with hundreds of people and they're all like, yes. Oh, I, I can guarantee you any cinephil, you go to any cinephil website, any, you go, you contact like three, three YouTubers that do movie reviews mm-hmm. and you offer them free sign up on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your, prom- your promotion's Absolutely. done for the rest of your life. Exactly. And that's the point, but, the, but they're not, they're in a weird way all of these micro influencers are who support these films are actually sort of a tool rather than an instrument rather than a a a a, um product exactly and so at the end of the day you have they don't own that in fact there was a lawsuit because uh, i forgot what it was some reviewer had written something that I, don't, I think it was it was Netflix. They had reviewed a trailer for Cutie Pie and they didn't like it, and they sued them to take it down. You see what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's so I agree with you that it's about whose vision of the future are we living into, mm-hmm. and how do we t- we as individuals, as cinephiles, as as people who consume it, how do we take part in shaping the direction? And yeah. it and it's great that we have someone like yourself who is passionate about movies as much as you are, but you're not only passionate about movies, you're passionate about helping movie makers, filmmakers, exactly. and bringing their gold. Because like, if no one saw Steven Spielberg's, you know, student film back when he was in, we wouldn't have E.T. We wouldn't have Jaws. We wouldn't have Raiders of the Lost Ark. We wouldn't have all these seminal pieces that he has done. And it's because someone like you back then saw his film, saw what he was able to do and been like, let's take a risk. And now you are going the same thing. You're being the risk taker, but at the same time, 
it's not a risk because you know how much people want these. Right. Here's something interesting. Let's let's rethink about how we see independent films versus studio films. And there are people in their mind who, who see them as in terms of quality, in terms of quality, very different. Mm-hmm. There are films. Um, there are films. Let's look at Moonlight. Moonlight started out as a as a a uh, independent film. Mm-hmm. It got studio backing. The backing was not to make the film. The backing was to distribute the film, right? Yeah. So people were like, oh, it's a studio. It was not a studio film. I've seen films made for $100,000 that are of the same caliber as a, a, a huge, you know, big budget film in terms of acting, in terms of yeah. quality. And so I think what happens mentally is we discount, we, as we discount them because they don't have... The, the sheen and the polish of and the name of a studio behind them. Yeah. And so I think part of, of breaking down um, and, uh, breaking the system down and giving independent filmmakers an opportunity is recognizing that some of the highest quality films come out of uh, in the independent filmmaking world. Yeah, like we have Slumdog Millionaire amazing movie moonlight another amazing movie you have i'm remembering it was an italian film about the second world war where the guy he won the academy award he jumped up on this oh you're talking about uh yeah i know what you're talking about i know the film you're talking about thank Um, god you're a cinephile because no my family's like i don't know what you're talking about roberto um but, but, but she, yeah, yes, I know exactly. You know the movie. About. Everybody's like, there are probably and people then listening. Made, and then they made the crazy American version with Robin Williams. And I was yeah. like, why did you have to do that? Yeah. Why did but, you? but <laughs> like, like there's like, that's what I love. Like, uh, there are movies that I've never seen because one, like you said, no studio backing, there's no distribution for it, or it, the distribution is like, it's in three markets mm-hmm. Arizona. Phoenix and then somewhere else, you know, like somewhere like no one's going to see, but also like I looked at Kevin Smith, another huge influence me is Kevin Smith. Right. And what he did with red state, he's like, I'm going to distribute it myself by doing many shows all around the world or around. And I'm like, that's genius. He changed independent filmmaking. He's like, look, if you can do it, if I can do it, Mm -hmm. anybody can do it. And now you're just, you are like, you're making the barrier even easier for them. Cause you're like, exactly. Exactly. you're like, look, you don't have to go to sign up and all this. I understand what Kevin Smith has though. Yeah. He Kevin has that Smith access. Is, right. And he knows the industry. He knows the business. Mm-hmm. The making a film for a filmmaker I find is never the problem. It's the back end. That's the problem. Yeah. So he, he has, I know someone who, who's been having world premieres of her film for the last 10 years, right? She just literally goes all over the country and, you know, premiering her film. And she'll, but she doesn't, she's actually independently wealthy. And so she can do that. And she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't make a lot of money, but she made this film she's really proud of. Some people would say move on, but she's really proud of it. And so, she she literally is having these mini premieres all over the all over the country. And I want that. How do I get that? I have to be wealthy. Then. Wealthy. Okay. Just, so so the, step one: become wealthy. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's where I have I don't to go know first. What kind of wealthy she is. But she's got. She's got. She doesn't have to worry about that. But you know, when you go into, I've seen I've seen filmmakers who have no post op, like they post production, like they're like tapped out for they've done the film but they've got nothing for post and you're like what happened like what's going on they'll spend like two years in post-production because they've got to raise money for post-production you know but then again you have some filmmakers who make for example um what is that film that that horror film that everyone um paranormal activity paranormal activity that movie was made for how much money i think it was like a like under two hundred fifty thousand. It was like less than a hundred thousand. Yeah, and it, I think it nearly hit a billion dollars. Like, right. 
and it's on its like third in, in you know iteration <laughs> third then, it's on yes. its third s- series <laughs> you have paranormal the regular series you got the extended editions and then you got the family edition you know right. it's going insane and it was a film that was made for not even close not even half a million dollars not even a quarter of a million dollars saw Look Saw. at Saw. Look at um, Hostel. Mm-hmm. All the bl- Blue Blair House. Projects. Blair Witch House was an yes. art house. Right. But they, exactly. they got their niche. They were like, we're going to do cheap, amazing horror movies. And but they weren't cheap. The qual- See, that's the thing. These aren't cheap. Cost-wise, it was Cost-wise. cheap. Quality-wise, above the Exactly. Movie. Exactly. Because the focal point, storytelling is not necessarily about um, I was, I was watching, I was, what was I, I was doing this search. I just randomly said, let me search uh, movie budgets. And I was looking at, I don't know what the movie, I don't want to tell the movies that actors watch, so I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but like half of the budget was this actor's paycheck. So when you, you is he about I, yay tall, likes to do his own stunts? Maybe, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But when like half the budget is a person's paycheck, yeah, that's a multi multi million dollar film. Yeah. When you not when people are getting paid scale or paying paid a little more and, and you're fair, you know what I mean? It's not all of a sudden, you know, because so there it is. If, if this actor had taken a, a pay, cut. pay cut, wouldn't the budget wouldn't have run into the multi millions and millions yeah. of dollars, right? So. We have to look. I, I'm, I'm just like to encourage people to rethink um, our concepts of how <laughs> industries are working because it's we can't continue the way we were. Like, you have proven because you have probably at least I'm gonna say you have at least 500 users, maybe more, mm-hmm. less, more, more. more. Jesus, I'm underselling here, so yeah. You, you, it's a piquito underneath. So the simple fact that you found minimum 500 people that signed up, like your service, use your service, just right there, that proves that you have a market. Like, um, by the way, those were all invites. So we don't, at this point, it's invitational. So in our pre, I'm just letting you know, in our pre-launch, we've got two phases we are the those people you're talking about were all in our invite phase so they Jesus. got invited before the pre-launch wow so jesus my, i have so many business questions to ask you but at the same time I, I i don't know where to start i don't know what so pre-launch you've gotten excess of a thousand people we'll say just x that and then now you're in your second going into your second launch into the no so here's what we did we did um i did not when you're testing an idea you Mm -hmm. need to have a foundation so rather than um continuously looking for people i began to sort of bring people in as alphas so you come in tear it apart tell me what you think of it tell me it sucks tell me it's great let's go back let's do it again bring it back to the table and so that group kind of it that's the group that we're talking about okay. and they they went and i and those were cinemaphiles that i knew wanted to have a platform that was banging and so those individuals basically ripped me apart over and over and over again <laughs> First of all, the fact that you're allowing people to rip apart not only your child, but you're sitting there going, please kill me, stab me more, is, I have to give you, I have to just applaud you for that because I launched this podcast today, okay? I have, so you are actually the last, this is the last week I'm doing interviews because I have already a whole bunch uh, saved up and I have to edit them and continue doing it. Uh, interviews kind of cuts into that because today alone I had three interviews <laughs> on top of my regular day. So this is my last week of interviews and then I'm editing everything, but I dropped my, my first three episodes today mm. and I was a nervous friggin' wreck all day, all day. I've been like, Oh my God, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Well, that's, I'm how thinking- I feel. that's how I feel. 
but it's not, but here's the thing, I'm developing it for me, but I'm also developing it for you, right? So you have to, I can't, it, it can't exist in my head, right? Mm -hmm. You have to come just like, God, I want everyone to go, oh my God, this experience! But it can't just be my experience. Yeah. And so I just, listen, I'm building a community, people who love there is no platform, when you think about it, what is a single platform that is designed for film lovers, for film lovers, and it, it, it has everything that you might love as a film lover and on it? At the current moment, I can think of one platform that kind of meets the criteria, Which but doesn't. Which it is? Does. Stardust. I know Stardust. I have Stardust. And it doesn't. I don't, you know... That's just my, that's just how well, I... Well, the, the thing that I, the only thing that I can come close to what yours is, because yours is a complete, it's unique in itself. It's going to be the first, you're going to have ecosystem. market, it's going to be its own ecosystem. You're going to have market share up the wazoo because no one else is doing this. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that's close to it from, in my eyes, mm -hmm. right now out there, the platform that I have used is Stardust. It's the only yeah. one that kind of fosters the community. Yeah. And allows you to. And I was also going to suggest to you um, to do maybe team up with Stardust to have them um, or take the idea of Stardust. I don't know. I'm just, I just spitball ideas. It's not a bad idea, but when, when you, you don't want, the problem is that technically they would be considered a competitor. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a cross, it wouldn't be cross marketing, right? Like okay. it's not like, they're not exactly trying to hit my mark. Is but they're, they're in your family in essence. They're in that, they're in my lane. Yeah. So I don't, it wouldn't necessarily be a smart business move to say, let's, you know. Team up. Might be smart to buy them. If there you go. There, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong end of the thing. Um, I, I, I forgot. Yes, you could eventually buy them, which I wouldn't be surprised. And it would be a, probably a great addition to the platform that you already have. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we I think that... The Seeing thing as how I haven't really jumped in and I don't know what the platform has. I'll, 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 I'll invite you. I'll let you have some... I'll let you, I'll let you in. Play around. <laughs> Just give, give me a taste. Just give you a little taste. Here's a little freebie, and then you have to pay $18,000 for the rest. You know, um, my mom hasn't even seen this thing yet. I haven't even let my mother in. Ooh. My mother, listen, I love my mother. Like, I love my name, and I love my, I love my life. I love my mother. And she's one of the most, she's probably going to hear this, too. She's one of the most supportive people in the world. Like, she's, she's a saint to me. And she's a cinephile. There's a difference between you, someone I don't know, and my mom. <laughs> I fully understand. Don't worry. I understand because I was hesitant to share my podcast with my family. But I'm like, if my family doesn't like it, then damn it, I'm going to stop. But so far, I haven't got any positive or negative. So. It's your mom. Your mom. Oh. I was thinking about that. And I think. No, no, mama. No, no, mama. This she's is my baby. Really, she's not really an overbearing person, but we're very, like, for example, I was helping her um, set up um, HBO Max on her, on her television yesterday. And we, we, we're for real about film. Like, we, we are for, like, okay. She went and got a, a, a fire stick so she could have HBO Max. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, yeah, she's hardcore. She's like, I'll spend the $300 if I have to get the HBO Max on my TV. Yeah, do you, that's crazy what they're doing, though. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what HBO's doing. Don't bother with that. <laughs> but anyway, next combo. You know, so I don't even get HBO Max, okay? I have to go through my Bell subscription to get HBO. And even on my, so I can't even download HBO Max to watch AP, HBO shows. I have to download another platform that's called Crave. Then I have to subscribe for 10 bucks more to get HBO stuff. Get out of here. No. That is, where do you live? <laughs> I live in Canada. Gone. I live in Canada. Just I bet it's a Canadian accent I hear. I know. Yeah. 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 Um, We're very polite, yeah. except oh. for when Mickey's happy. Um, <laughs> and he's always happy he is, he is. I, I can't <laughs> deny it um yeah. but no we used to have so 
we didn't have any streaming. So streaming in Canada is very interesting. It's completely legal. I can stream movies like before Netflix was around or anything like that. I could stream it on my TV. Mm-hmm. I could stream torrent. No problem. You couldn't download. That's where it was. Good. Oh. So if you just streamed it, you weren't breaking the law. If you downloaded it, then you broke well, the law. Well, I mean, I think technically it, Canadian in law. America, streaming and downloading is, is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I remember when I remember when I didn't have I I used to download torrents and I got a um mm-hmm. a letter from my provider like you're, you're breaking the law that like, oh maybe I need to stop doing that VPN I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no so in Canada you don't go to college you do all sorts of craziness right. <laughs> people don't understand the ingenuity of college students or university <laughs> students because they're the brokest motherfuckers in the world but they can they apparently have money out of coming out of nowhere it's like it's like okay i can't okay let me vpn i'll pay my five dollars for my vpn yeah but in so in canada because we have my i have uh irish friends they call it the dodgy box it's 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 the sounds dodgy well the name dodgy box doesn't give it away but it's your streaming box you know like your android box that lets you stream channel movies and stuff like that so in canada that's not illegal selling no selling the box is because you're not supposed to sell those products but having one isn't illegal or streaming through the box isn't as long as you don't download you know, not to be off topic, but there's a, a country where being a prostitute is not illegal, but buying a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't understand that either. Like, that, I know in New Mexico, I know, I think it's Nevada, it's uh, prostitution's legal. Yeah. Only in outside a county, of Virginia. A particular county. Yeah, a special county. Like, I, yeah, it's not Las county. Vegas, but it's like just a, like yeah, Reno yeah, or something yeah. like really close to it. And it's like. A lot of you know if you live in an area like what county did you go to you went to las vegas where in las vegas did you go yeah which which county did you go to like when i go to vegas i go to vegas like i'm in vegas i'm not leaving the strip when someone else says they're going to vegas i'm like which part of vegas did you go to yeah that's a joke that's usually a joke so you went to nevada like what part of nevada yeah (laughs) unless they're saying i went to vegas then you know oh so you just went to nevada eh? okay i got you wink wink (laughs) Wink, nudge nudge yeah i know i went to the bunny farm as well um (laughs) so um i want to give you this moment i want you to completely sell because if they they haven't sold on this service already um give us the last bit like when is it launching fully when can people like can people go now to sign up so we are, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I don't mind. I talk a lot anyways. So do I. That's why I said I because I just cut you right off. Um, well, you can come to, we're in the pre-launch phase. So pre-launch basically means that you are going to get at, you're going to join a membership. Your membership is going to be on an annual, you'll get an annual membership at an extremely discounted rate. Um, and we will give anyone who comes to us through you, we'll give them, we'll give you a promo code and they can get uh, 15% off. It's so wild. they can get an additional 15% off, but they have to go through you to get that. I'm perfectly um, fine with that. <laughs> and um, essentially what happens is we officially launch in a year. So we're looking at October, September, October of 2021 is the official okay. launch. But in the meantime, on our platform, what we're doing is we're setting up uh, screeners so that people can people who register now can sort of see films. We're not unveiling the entire platform right now because we've got it locked in with those um, those people that are testing it and looking at it. We don't want anyone to just see it. So people who pre-register today, those people, we will be looking at you and potentially asking you to join us. So you'll get early access. Um, so, but that's by, so that's selected. Mm. And it's from the group of people who, who do the early registration. Um, again, this platform is for, for cinema files. This is for, and you know what, not just cinema files, people who just like film or, you know, Want to want to find out what people are doing and, and around film. This is the place for you. And so 
if you love film, if you love filmmakers, which there are a lot of us out there, um, if you are a filmmaker, there's a place for you on the platform as well. You know, I didn't talk about the screeners. We offer filmmaker screeners where they can get audience insight into their films, you know? Um, so you know. much value. Oh my God. This is amazing. Like the simple, like, I just want to give, throw out thousands of ideas for you. Like, but I won't. Offline. You can do that offline. offline yeah. I don't want to <laughs> give people ideas and steal them from you. Um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, the link, the promo code, everything will be in the show notes down below. I want to thank you, Hope, because you just like lightened up my world with this. I'm definitely going to become an early adopter because I love this. I'm going to get all my friends to get on it because I know they love movies as well. And they love hearing my ideas on movies because I have a podcast on movies. They don't, but I'll, I'll force them. Um, (laughs) But no, I know a lot of gun point force. I won't do the gun point. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll have the, uh, the stick of hockey, the hockey stick, the stick of hockey. Wow. How Canadian could I have gotten with that one? Right. The stick of hockey. Yes. We have all Canadians. If you don't know, all Canadians have a stick of hockey. I know, I know. It's right next to our maple tree, um, <laughs> where we get our fresh maple in the morning for our coffee. Well, um, most people, what's really funny is most most countries will have like football, or we guys we call it America hot soccer as a uh, uh, their their national sport. Canada's got hockey and wrestling. Like, just- um, actually, our national sport is lacrosse. Are you joking? No. Our national sport is lacrosse, which was a uh, First Nations game. You know Um, what? Why y'all so nice? Why we so nice? I don't know. It's sometimes we have a noisy neighbor down south. I don't know. Uh, But a lot of them are very nice. You know, trying to get up north. I know. We need, you know, at least for four years. We just want to join you for a while. Hey, look. I know in the next (laughs) coming years... Thankfully, um, anyways, we're not going to talk about politics because uh, that's just not fun at all. Um, but no, I want to thank you. I'm going to definitely have you on again when you guys launch because I want I want to hear all the great stuff that you have ready to give to people. Like you've already sold it to me, guaranteed. I didn't even know about this. I'm so glad that uh, we were put in contact together by Kevin so that I can like know more about this. Cause I didn't know about this and this is amazing. And I want to share this with as many people as I can, because one, I love the value that you're bringing. You're bringing amazing value. And for me, when a business brings more value than they're taking, it's the best business in the world. That's the, for me, the business model in the future is someone who's bringing more value. So like this podcast for me, I'm getting value because one, I get to talk to people like yourself, Hope, who are digital entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs as themselves. But also I get the one, I get to learn their story, learn from them. So they're mentoring me, but also I get to value, give value to other people. And I give you value because you get a chance to promote your wonderful service. Like, this is amazing. I just, I, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm going to go I just want to tell you something real quick that yeah. we, I'm depending on people like you to be our mouthpiece. Oh, because our marketing budget is really, really small. And our so, purpose, yeah. So I'm, as soon as we're done here, we're, we're going to finish in like two seconds. We're going to stay on just a bit longer because I have some ideas for you. I want to give you for free because I think you got, this is wonderful. And I want to support this as best as I can. So yes, one, mouthpiece guaranteed i'll never shut up about it two i'm going to give you a whole bunch of free ideas right as we finish and three i'm going to wish everybody thank you very much for listening make sure you check out the links go check out sonar blue for hope because she's doing something that's different and amazing and she's helping other people who may have never gotten a chance to build a business and she's giving them the free free lessons so Thank you, Hope. Thank you for listening. Everybody go just click it. Use the promo code. It's probably a really cool promo code that she just came up with. I don't know what it's going to be, but thank you very much. Listen to the end of the episode. I'm probably going to try and sell you again on Sonar Blue. So you you, you probably want to listen to that. <laughs> and Hope, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to talk to you again and hear how amazing your, your, your platform becomes. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, how much value did you get out of that podcast? 
and that discussion with Hope about a SaaS business that's helping both independent filmmakers finally make money as well as giving you guys a chance to see the next generation of filmmakers. I'm always blown away. I'm on the the platform right now enjoying all the great movies that they have. Obviously, since it's a brand new platform, they're not all amazing movies like you're not getting the blockbusters, but you're getting to see raw filmmakers get to expose themselves to new talent and also make a profit so that they can then invest in themselves. So what I've done is I worked with Hope so that you guys can actually get a great discount. So if you go to the link in the show notes down below, it's Sonder, Sonder Blue. So that's S-O-N-D-E-R-B-L-U.com slash investpod. You guys will get the latest discount discount that they're offering. So right now they're offering a 60% off discount plus if you would bring five friends over with four five friends you can get upgraded to a lifetime membership so it's amazing value that we're working on here at the investing yourself the digital entrepreneur podcast so again please invest in me invest in yourself go watch some movies and i thank you again for listening